Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Facts at 359 on WTOP. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good morning. I'm Dan Ronan. Thanks for being along with us. Coming up on WTOP. An arrest in the New Year's Day deadly shooting at a Friendship Heights hotel. I'm Dick Iuliano. A new year in the same question. The potential move to Alexandria by the Capitals and the Wizards. Who's going to pay for a possible new arena in Potomac Yard? I'm Scott Gelman. There's a move to stop a massive data center campus from going up in our region. With the new COVID-19 variant, can you expect to see masks mandated at hospitals? I'm Kate Ryan. D.C. leaders take steps to improve the Nats ballpark. It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. Disastrous congressional testimony, plagiarism accusations, and pressure from donors have combined to force Harvard University President Claudine Gay to resign. More from CBS's Nicole Killian. Gay's resignation comes nearly a month after she and the presidents of UPenn and MIT faced widespread condemnation following this testimony at a House education hearing on anti-Semitism on college campuses. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. House Republican Chair Elise Stefanik, a Harvard alum, posted two down, referring to gay and Penn President Liz McGill, who also resigned days after the hearing. Would you say nice things in exchange for expensive jewelry? CBS's Robert Costa says a U.S. senator is now accused of doing just that. New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez facing a new allegation. Menendez accused of making positive comments about Cutter in exchange for items including luxury watches. The number of migrants coming into the U.S. from Mexico is dropping, says CBS's Camilo Montoya Galvez. There's been a significant decrease in migration, and officials are attributing that to increased enforcement by the Mexican government in the interior of Mexico to stem the flow of migration before migrants even reach the U.S. border. A senior Hamas leader was assassinated Tuesday in a suburb suburb of Beirut. Israel has declined to comment directly on the attack, however. CBS's Ian Lee in Tel Aviv says some are concerned the killing will result in a widening of the conflict in the Middle East. Israeli officials say the war could last throughout the year until Hamas is destroyed. But many Palestinians wonder what price they'll have to pay until the fighting ends. He's accused of stealing millions of dollars from his clients, and now a federal judge has ruled that attorney Tom Girardi is competent to stand trial. CBS's Matt Piper has that. Girardi is the attorney who famously worked with Aaron Brockovich, and more recently, the estranged husband of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Erica Jane. Some people call me cold, but that's not ice. It's diamond. Who for years while married flaunted an opulent lifestyle with him by her side. The 84-year-old is facing multiple counts of wire fraud, which carries 20 years in prison on each count. The Federal Trade Commission has fined a company that sold deceptively gathered leads to telemarketers and robocallers $7 million. The agency says Response Tree operated more than 50 websites that collected personal information from consumers, then sold it to companies who called those consumers to try to sell them solar panels and hearing aids. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast 
from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's 4.03 on Wednesday morning, the third day of January. Cold temperatures overnight, 30 degrees right now. Good morning, I'm Dan Ronan. Welcome into our final hour together on the Overnight Shift here on WTOP 103.5. The top stories that we're following this hour. An arrest has been made in the first D.C. homicide of the year. It was the deadly shooting of an 18-year-old college student at a Friendship Heights hotel. Ashley Hines was killed at a New Year's party at the hotel. D.C. police say they have arrested 18-year-old Jelani Cousin of Northeast and charged him with second-degree murder while armed. Ashley's mom, Tiffany Falden of Clinton, Maryland, says her daughter, home for holiday break from Louisiana State University, was an honors graduate from Henry Wise High School in Upper Marlboro. He was her senior year student government overall president, part of the National Honor Society, just an overall good kid. The deadly shooting happened around 1.20 a.m. January 1st. Hines was found inside a seventh-floor room at the Embassy Suites Hotel. Dick Uliano, WTOP News. 404, we're getting more details now about the finances of a potential move of both the Capitals and the Wizards out of D.C., and into Alexandria's Potomac Yard neighborhood. You may remember that big announcement just a few weeks ago from the team's owner that they plan to move the franchises into a new multi-billion dollar sports complex there in the coming years. Now questions are being asked, who will pay for the new facility? Alexandria's mayor tells WTOP Scott Gelman... He says it's not going to be the Virginia taxpayers. Instead, Mayor Justin Wilson says Monumental will pay up front to start construction on a possible Potomac Yard arena. And that debt will be paid off by ongoing rent that Monumental will pay. They will pay a, a, an ongoing rent payment every year. Money generated from events and restaurants at the new complex will be used to pay for the rest. These are not revenues that could be used for police and fire and teachers and, and all the other priorities of local and state government. In a recent newsletter, Wilson wrote the city will pay for 5% of the $2 billion project. Monumental sports and new tax revenue from the site will pay the balance. We're not taking city tax dollars right now and funding the arena. Wilson tells WTOP how the project will be paid for is top of mind for many Alexandria residents. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Meanwhile, the plan to build what's expected to be the largest data center corridor in the world in Prince William County is now facing a lawsuit. A group of Prince William County residents are suing the Board of Supervisors in an effort to stop the data center campus from going forward. Our partners at 7 News report the group formed what they call a nonprofit called the Defend Devlin Corporation. It's a 473-page lawsuit filed last week. The group says the plan violates Virginia law and the county code of ordinances. They also claim the company behind the data center was treated differently than previous applicants, and the county broke its own rules to push the request through. The Board of Supervisors did approve the plan last month. The vote was 4-3. to three. But it took a 27-hour meeting to get approval. The digital gateway plan would allow for as many as 37 new data centers to be built on about 2,000 acres near Gainesville. Right now, it seems as though like everyone in our region is sick with something, whether it be the flu, RSV, or the latest variant of COVID. According to the CDC, D.C. and Maryland are in the high range. Virginia is in the very high range for the three viruses. So does this mean that mask mandates could be on their way back? 
Yeah, it looks like influenza is increasing at the fastest rate among the respiratory viruses that are out there right now. However, the COVID variant JN1 has been pushing the numbers upwards too, says Dr. Andrew Pekosh, a virologist with the Johns Hopkins University Bloomberg School of Public Health. And he would not be surprised to see mask mandates return in some settings. You know, hospitals, nursing home facilities, they have a really high density of people who are susceptible to very severe outcomes with respiratory infections. His advice, get vaccinated. It's not too late. Stay home if you are sick and get tested so that you can get treatment with antivirals if appropriate. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Coming up on WTOP after traffic and weather, the latest in money news. It was a mixed opening to the markets on Wall Street on Tuesday. We'll get the latest. WTOP News time now. We are at 4.08. Thanks for joining us. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Kane Halifax is in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Virginia, in Lorton 95 South, just before Lorton Road, work zone traffic seems to be getting by just fine now with two left lanes getting by. Same goes for 95 South in Woodbridge between Prince William Parkway and Dale City exit. Exit 156, the work zone not causing any delays. Currently, single file right gets by. 95 Northbound, also in Woodbridge near the Prince William Parkway, all lanes are cleared. 95 Northbound now looks good between Fredericksburg and the Springfield Interchange. The express lanes are now open, too, if you want to use them. 395 northbound between the Beltway and the 14th Street Bridge moving well, too. In the district, I-695 Southeast Freeway westbound before I-395 Third Street Tunnel left lane is blocked due to a crash at Eastern Avenue, both ways between Randolph Street Northeast Bunker Hill Road and US 1 Rhode Island Avenue. All lanes open at that cleared police activity. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ionic, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. I'm King Halifax, WTOP Traffic. 2-7 News First Alert Meteorologist Veronica Johnson with our forecast for the overnight hours. Lighter winds here on your Wednesday. Clear and cold, though. Temperatures in the 20s to around 32 degrees. We'll see a high temperature later today near 50 with partly sunny skies. And then clouds will fill in. We'll turn mostly cloudy for tonight with a stray shower possible. And a stray shower is possible too early Thursday morning. We'll be left with clearing skies, breezy conditions on Thursday, and a high temperature around 45 degrees, partly sunny, and around 40 on Friday. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 29 degrees in Bowie, 32 degrees in Leesburg, Georgetown down to 34. It is 33 degrees here at WTOP. The weather brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com today. Money news here on WTOP at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's check in with Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. The Red Sea remains too dangerous for commercial shipping despite the presence of a U.S.-led naval task force. Maersk has again decided not to let its ships sail through the Red Sea following an attempted hijacking by Yemen-based Houthi militants. 
Maersk will instead route its ships around Africa, a longer and more expensive route. Tesla has lost its crown as the world's top seller of electric vehicles. It was edged out in the fourth quarter by Chinese rival BYD thanks to its broader lineup of cheaper models in China. But the news wasn't all bad for Tesla. It delivered more EVs than expected last quarter and beat its sales target for the year. Boeing closed out the year with a flurry of 737 jet deliveries, topping its annual delivery goal for its most popular model. And the new year is set to start strong. Reuters reports Indian budget airline Akasa Air is nearing a deal for 150 737 MAX jets. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Coming up on WTOP, Internet access for millions of Americans could be in jeopardy. We'll talk with a reporter who's covering this important story. WTOP News Time. We're coming up to 412 here at 103.5. Pain is the proof that all is not well in a broken world. Dr. Michael Ziegler talks about splinters, suffering, and the Savior to whom we entrust our healing. This week on The Lutheran Hour. Many veterans in active duty military have invisible wounds like PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. Help Heal Veterans offers them medicine that doesn't come in a bottle. By providing free therapeutic craft kits, time-tested healing tools for invisible wounds that can help relieve pain and improve mobility and fine motor skills. HealVets.org. Healing the invisible wounds of war through creativity. HealVets.org. Sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Coming up on WTOP, does it seem like everyone around here is sick these days with some sort of a respiratory illness? You're not wrong. We'll have the story coming up. WTOP News Time 413. This is McGruff the Crime Dog, and I need you to help me take a bite out of crime. Counterfeit products are popping up everywhere. If you think buying them is harmless, think again. Counterfeits are usually made with hazardous and even lethal ingredients that could harm you and others. And the money you paid, it goes right into the hands of criminals. Remember, if you don't know where the products came from, how could you know where the money goes? You're smart. Buy smart. Go for real. Learn more at McGruffPSA.org. This message is brought to you by the United States Patent and Trademark Office and the National Crime Prevention Council. Animals are languishing in U.S. shelters, especially dogs who look a certain way. These dogs are just as deserving of loving homes as any type of dog, which is why we decided to help them get out of kennels. Join the thousands of supporters of our mission to help us expand our national reach and proudly place more dogs from kennels into their forever homes. To learn more about our mission, please visit us at kennel2couch.org. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. Good morning. It's 414. I'm Dan Ronan. Thanks for joining us. 22 million households would not likely have access to the Internet if there was not a government assistance program called the Affordable Connectivity Program. Now it is in danger of expiring. John Handel is a tech reporter at Politico. He sat down with our WTOP Michael Toscano to discuss the reason why this program could be going away. The Affordable Connectivity Program, it's only been around for about three years. And when Congress created this, you know, initially in the pandemic and then funding it through the infrastructure law, they didn't set up a long-term funding mechanism. So it's helping over 22 million low-income households pay their internet bills, but by April, that funding is going away. You know, Congress has never figured out where the money was going to come from after setting this up, getting the enrollment going. And so that's created this funding cliff that is seeming sooner and sooner, especially now that we're in 2024. So is this caught up in partisan battles now? 
It is. And I think a part of that goes to what does it really mean if this funding goes away? You know, 22 million plus households, you know, have access to the subsidy right now. But, you know, a lot of Republicans want more data about how much it's really helping them. You know, if this goes away, you know, are there some households that might be able to cobble together money to pay for the Internet anyway? You know, what does that look like? You know, and are there enough you know, safeguards for this program, too, given it's a newer one? That's part of the partisan battle we're seeing right now. You know, Democrats really saying this has been a big success. They want it to continue. And Republicans a little more divided, where you're seeing some supportive, but some saying we just need more data about how this program's working and to see whether it's really helping or not. Just quickly, do you know if this thing is going to go away? Do you have any feel for that now? I think there's increasing anxiety about this at this point. I mean, there's not much time to find funding between now and April. Uh, you know, Congress has been struggling to even do basic things like keep the government open in recent months. And there just hasn't been that much negotiation between Democratic and Republican lawmakers. You know, talking to Democrats, you know, a few months ago, they had hoped to have at least some appropriations for this program to keep it going, you know, by the end of 2023, to give at least some assurance of that. That didn't happen. And so I think there's there's a greater degree of nervousness right now. I mean, it's not a certain thing that it's going to go away. I think there's still a chance that Congress could act. But, you know, if it doesn't, you know, the, the Internet service providers and others who are involved, they're going to have to start moving to unwind it sooner rather than later, notifying customers, letting them uh, prepare if they do have to stop doing this, stopping enrollment efforts. All that's going to be coming soon. Yeah, and where do those people turn for help? I think a lot of people, you know, they're either going to have to, you know, try to just calculate how much money they do have and see if they can, you know, pay for the Internet one way or another. Maybe there's other resources that could help. But a lot of them, you know, I, I interviewed some who participated in this program. A lot may not be able to, you know, keep uh, an Internet subscription going at that point. I mean, that may be something that, you know, a good share of households, and we don't know exactly how many, but a good share will just have to drop. And that could be something that comes with major major consequences for a lot of a lot of people who are just trying to, you know, be connected, you know, use that for either right. school work, other work. I mean, all of that's been uh, deeply important in recent years. So I think that's an open question right now about just how bad that'll be. But it's a clock ticking very, very much eminently. That is John Handel, a tech reporter at Political, joining us here on WTOP. Now a look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. Former President Donald Trump is formally appealing a decision that removed him from the main primary ballot. The president of Harvard University, Claudine Gay, submitted her resignation. This after scrutiny on Capitol Hill because of testimony on anti-Semitism on college campuses and new allegations of plagiarism. And much of the country is seeing an increase in the number of COVID cases and other respiratory illnesses. Keep it here. Full details on these stories in the minutes ahead on WTOP. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Kane Halifax in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Maryland, 210 northbound near Berry Road, left lane gets by at the crash. The work zones on U.S. 50, the eastbound span on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge is closed. There is two... Uh, two-way traffic on the westbound span due to a work zone. In the district westbound, I-695 westbound before the exit for the 3rd Street Tunnel left lane is blocked due to a crash at Eastern Avenue both ways between Randolph Street northeast, Bunker Hill Road, and U.S. 1 Rhode Island Avenue. All lanes 
open to the cleared police activity. In Virginia, in Lorton 95 South, just before Lorton Road, work zone is in the clearing stage. Should have all lanes open soon. Same goes for uh, 95 South in um, Woodbridge between Prince William Parkway and the Dale City exit. 95 Northbound also in Woodbridge near the Prince William Parkway. Exit 158, all lanes are cleared. 95 northbound now looks good between Fredericksburg and Springfield Interchange. Express lanes are open now if you want to use them. And 395 northbound between the Beltway and the 14th Street Bridge, moving well, too. I'm Kane Halifax, WTOP Traffic. Now to 7 News. First alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Expect some fairly quiet weather for the remainder of this week. Work week for some, but trending colder. Speaking of cold, overnight our temperatures will drop down to the 20s to lower 30s across the area. So pretty cold to start your Wednesday. We'll see our temperatures rebound to near 50 during the afternoon with partly sunny skies. And then mid-40s for Thursday, lower 40s for Friday afternoon. Can't rule out a straight shower Wednesday night and Thursday morning. Otherwise, a bigger storm system potential for the upcoming weekend, more specifically Saturday, as we watch the chance of us getting a little bit of a wintry weather around here with rain and snow mixed for some, all snow for others. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. It is 31 degrees in Rockville, 32 in Ashburn, 30 degrees in Fort Washington, 420 at WTOP. Coming up on WTOP, We'll tell you why more millennials are living at home with their parents. And no, it's not because they're not motivated. We'll have the story coming up on WTOP 44421 now, early on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for being with us. Timing is everything. And if you've been looking for a luxury vehicle, look no further than Select Auto Imports in Alexandria. For 37 years, Select Auto Imports has saved you thousands off MSRP on pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes-Benz, Audi, and Range Rovers. Now we're expanding and need room for our new showroom. That means lower prices just got lower. Check out hundreds of luxury vehicles at SelectAutoImports.com or visit us on Van Doren Street in Alexandria. These savings won't last forever. SelectAutoImports.com. LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs and Violence, is the most rapidly growing drug and violence prevention charity in the United States. By using an evidence-based, tested, and proven effective curricula taught by law enforcement and educators, LEAD's school-based anti-drug and anti-violence program empowers children to make the right decisions about drugs, violence, alcohol, and bullying. Learn more about LEAD at leadrugs.org or follow us at We Are LEAD, sponsored by LEAD Incorporated. You're new to WTOP. Welcome. This is where you'll hear news that impacts you. We are hearing about an incident in Bethesda. A storm system is moving across northern Virginia. Two crashes on I-270 with two lanes blocked. Here's the latest expert advice on college admissions. A new drug for Alzheimer's is offering new hope. If you've been relying on WTOP News for years, thank you for being a loyal listener. WTOP News. Facts matter. I heard it on WTOP. This is WTOP News. It's 422. Campaign 2024 on WTOP. A federal judge in Virginia is tossing a lawsuit that seeks to ban former President Donald Trump from the Commonwealth's primary ballot. 
The suit also argued Mr. Trump should be taken off the ballot under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. But the judge ruled that the activists who filed the lawsuit lacked the legal standing to challenge Trump's ability to have run for office. The judge says the activists, quote, totally failed to show that the former president's presence on the Virginia ballot would cause them specific harm. Early voting for the state's March 5th primary is set to begin in a little bit more than two weeks. The D.C. City Council has taken the first step to sue the mayor, Muriel Bowser, for her decision to withhold a snap increase in benefits for the new year. We get more from WTOP's Dick Giuliano. D.C. residents in the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program were expecting a 10% benefits increase. But Mayor Bowser is second-guessing the raise. So D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson has proposed authorizing the city's lawyer to sue the mayor to ensure the SNAP benefits increase is carried out. The council appropriates the budget. And in the budget, we were very specific that if the revenues were adequate, that we would enhance the SNAP benefits. Chairman Mendelson says he'll meet with Mayor Bowser Monday on the matter of the increased SNAP benefits a day before the council is scheduled to vote on the resolution authorizing legal action. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. In a statement this morning from the mayor's office, they appear to be doubling down on the decision saying it's quote, it's not prudent to increase spending on one program, especially when demand for other programs that support the same people continues to increase beyond our demands. With the high cost of living and borrowing Buying a home right now is impossible for a lot of folks. According to the Washington Post, for millennials, living with their parents once again is a popular way to save some money so they can eventually buy a home. Just some of the folks that we talked to, they were able to save up enough for a down payment while living with their parents for even a year if they had a good paying job. And a lot of that did happen during the pandemic. If you can pay no rent or discounted rent, then makes it a lot easier to save for that initial down payment that I think was very difficult for millennials. That is Washington Post business reporter Julian Mark, who joined us earlier. He cited child care, student loans and rental costs also contributing to this trend of making it difficult for millennials to move out. Sports at 25 and 55. Let's check in with Rob Woodfork. Maryland's 19-game home win streak ended with a wire-to-wire 67-53 loss to top-ranked Purdue. Kevin Willard's team had no answers for Boilermaker big man Zach Eady, who finished with 23 points and 12 rebounds. We fared just like everyone else has this year. Not well. He is much more improved, and he's a willing passer. So you put that body, that skill, those hands, and four guys that can shoot around him, he's tough to guard. Jameer Young was the only Terrapin to score in double figures with a game-high 26 points on a poor shooting night for the home team. Georgetown also shot poorly at home in his 77-60 loss to Creighton, the Hoyas' third straight loss. The Capitals ended a four-game slide with a 4-3 win in Pittsburgh, doing all their scoring in the first period. Tom Wilson's 11th goal of the season came just 55 seconds in, and Alex Ovechkin notched career goal number 830 that held as the game winner. Tuesday marked the fourth anniversary of Ron Rivera's hiring as head coach of the Washington Commanders, though the team picked second overall in the draft when he arrived. 